Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker, episode 416 here at beautiful Cossuth Road Studios, podcast episode number 280. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and again, thank you to all of you that keep joining us on our podcast. And we see your numbers keep going up every week. So thank you to all of you that uh, are downloading us. If you guys are listening to us on Facebook and have ADD like I do, it can only watch for a few minutes. Go ahead and download us from uh, iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere that you get your favorite podcast from. Guys, my name is Todd Ansich. Thank you for joining us. This is our weekly paintball show. And with me, it's just not, not my show. It's also the uh, Josh Zubis of Rickus show. Yeah. Official bread bottle. <laughs> That's right. As well as uh, Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Uh, good evening and thanks for tuning in. I have my mic under control. Last week I spoke to, I listened to the podcast and I noticed my mic cut in and out a couple times. It was loose. I've tightened it. So hopefully my audio, as Seb 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 says, will be better. Very Boom. good. Garvin Sharma from Turret Tech Industries. I am here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I know it is an exciting day in Canadian basketball. And I'm glad you, uh, you've joined us for the pre-show. Make sure you hit like and share so other people who don't watch that other sport uh, can see what you're doing this evening and interact <laughs> with us in the live chats. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag paintball the north. That's right. It's we, it's we the north. No, it's we, we the paintball. <laughs> we're just trying to. <laughs> and then we have Math Crip pushing buttons. And um, just because it's sweeps weeks here on uh, Paintball Podcast Week, we brought in a heavy hitter. We got uh, our good friend Simon Stevens. Uh, from Inceptionist Designs. Hooray! We haven't had Simon on in a while. We went through a bit of a dry spell. Simon went ahead and had some sort of a... big R&D development. Was that what you call your new child? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's another another Inception. It's the second hardest thing I've ever made. Wait, I'm confused. Is it R&D now, or is it free labor you were talking about before the show started? Yeah, well, my daughter's just to the point where we can start getting free labor out of him. The sun's going to be a little while. And (laughs) let's hope your wife doesn't hear this, because your comment about it was the hardest thing you had to do was create that child. That's not going to bode well with your wife. (laughs) She's a trooper. (laughs) It might have been the longest um, delivery in history. Oh, no, that's not good. Yeah, a whole hour and a half. Wow. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> wow. She's pretty amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I just got to stop the not, show for a second. Uh, not that already... I'm bragging, but ours was 55 minutes. Wow. Did you guys crazy. both have slash, uh, scheduled slashing grabs? <laughs> no, we, we, we had to keep warning the doctors that she was going to give birth really quickly, and they didn't take us seriously. And then they weren't ready. And then here he came. Wow. Wow. wow good for you. So we're stopping the show. Uh, Maureen Armstrong wanted to know Canada has basketball. I do need to give you some information. Little known Canada fact: Canada is Maureen, basketball. Canada invented basketball. Yes, we Dr. Did. James Naismith, the inventor of the sport of basketball, was Canadian. Ooh. Didn't know that. Yeah. Something you wouldn't learn in America because everything is fake news. Do you also know that the first game of basketball that was ever played was slow, and he, in order to speed it up, he took uh, he he took the peach baskets that they used or apple baskets that they used for the baskets and cut a hole in it so the ball would automatically fall out and you didn't have to get on a ladder and get a not all the way out it was a small hole because i need the baskets back so he would take a broom oh that's right it was a broom handle Uh, so he made it just big enough that the broom handle trivia time what kind of basket was it i want to say peach Peach basket peaches yeah yes did you peaches. know that peaches used to come from a can? They were put there by a man <laughs> in a I factory love, downtown. I love peaches. <laughs> I've never done in a while. Millions of peaches. <laughs> Millions of peaches, peaches for me. <sighs> Simon, <Man>. finish it up. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> right. Nothing. I got nothing. So before we uh, get into it with Simon here, I want to tell you guys about this today. 
Monday is the official uh, opening of the registration for Battle Royale The Revenge. Booyah, baby! That happens at Flaggers Paintball October 5th and 6th. So here it is, guys. On Saturday will be the big game. Sunday's the MagFed game. And on Monday night, we're doing a live show uh, that is uh, open to the public. We're going to do it at a, at a public space. And you guys can come down and... Uh, be part of the public. Be part of the public. Oh, yes. Public. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be Alabaster Slim and the Wolf taking on Hidden Hedgehog and Greg Raid Hastings. And we may see a few more people coming down. And this just in, Simon Stevens is going to be there as well. I was just thinking I the wish. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive up. It's only eight hours. That's not bad. And we, I really do need to come up and make an event fairly soon. This yes. year has been a little bit crazy with the new edition and everything we've got going on with the business. We've actually cut back trips this year. Yeah. But um, it's certainly something that's on my radar that I want to do. Well, you've yeah, got some but, competition in our area that you need to uh, Simon, come up and deal with. Simon, What's maple that? syrup. Yeah, we have maple syrup. It's We've all made locally. All the maple syrup. Yeah, yeah, I'm very lucky that I have lots of great Canadian friends that keep me fairly well supplied with maple syrup. <laughs> and That's what keeps his cheeks so rosy. Flag Raiders is a kid and family friendly venue. There's yeah. a water park, play area, lots really? for things to yeah, do. Yeah, it's right yeah. beside yeah. us. It's called Bingaman's Golf Course. And if you want to bring your family, like your wife and your kids, there's. Uh, there's like a Mennonite town not too far from us Saint, with a big farmer's Saint market. Jacob. Like there's it's lots for them to do. Can, can North America's largest, largest farmer's, farmer's market. market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's what's going to get Simon. There. It's a butterfly conservatory. Basketball. We invented that. 50, That's right. 50 minutes, 60 minutes from Toronto. <laughs> With, um, with any luck, the riots will still be going on then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, if you guys want to uh, attend a couple other events, what about July 13th and 14th? Head on over to Fallout oh. for an official Behind the Bunker Annihilation game. Uh, check that out. Another bucket list field is Fort Knox. We've been to this field, and we'll go there again. It's uh, OXCC for yeah, Super you know, Game you know 3. <laughs> there we go. That's all my local fields. I'll yeah. be there. Make sure you guys check that oh, out. Oh, sure, as well. you'll make that drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's all hour for me, and that's such a fun field to play too. I love OXCC. Yeah, it is. It is a nice field. A um, little far for us. Uh, nine hours. Yeah. Uh, what about the fall of the samurai? Magfed, oh. Mech Pump, and Electro. <laughs> this is a behind the bunker sponsored game Ooh, at GRC Paintball. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk to you guys about is paintball extravaganza. Extravaganza! extravaganza. <laughs> we were just talking to Simon about that before the show. Simon, what are you? Uh, you're, are you going to be attending this, or is that still up I in the air? I think we will be attending it. We're still trying to work out logistics for everything. This is going to be a, a very busy year for us, so we just got to work out our plan as we go into next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Memphis has got the Civil Rights Museum, which is pretty fantastic. I want to go to Graceland. Yes, and Graceland. And um, there's I'm some good good land. restaurants, and um, we were there last. Hey, we were there in the there. summer, and there's a fantastic chicken place called Gus's Fried Chicken. Quite fantastic. I thought it was called Los Pollos Hermanos. Nope. Gus's <laughs> Fried Chicken. We actually went to a Mexican restaurant in in Memphis too. It's pretty good. Are they known for the Mexicans? No, but did you then? Then little known. Oh, it fact, turns out they're no, Honduran. This is this is yeah. They're <laughs> they crossed, whatever. Dominicans. You know, and then we crossed oh, the border and we're driving north towards. We're going to Chicago and we were in Arkansas and we're driving in Arkansas and there's nothing but these crops for miles and miles and we googled what is the largest production of 
What does Arkansas grow? Do you know what they grow? Clintons. Rice. Oh. Really? Right. Rice Arkansas cat? is the largest producer of rice in, in the U.S., and the U.S. is responsible for grows ninety five percent. They they grow ninety five percent of their rice they use domestically. They only import. Five. I don't believe that. That's where Uncle Ben lives. Really? I'm yep. Just telling you. Sorry, <laughs> that was instant. a lot. That Did was... you know that Uncle Ben knew the Colonel Sanders? Mm-hmm. Uh, six states now account for over ninety nine percent of all rice grown in the United States. These are Arkansas, California, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, and Texas. At, at some point, will we talk about paintball this evening? But right? uh, <laughs> heard no. Who would have thought that the U.S. grows domestically ninety nine percent of the rice they consume? Well, Simon, did you know that? Where are you still? No, did I'm you leave? Stunned. But the North America is the largest consumer of Rice Krispies as well. You know, what do you got to do? You got to <laughs> derail them. Like we're but I, but a, I figured after that brief stint in Southeast Asia, they might have picked up a couple of tips. They did. in Tiger Stripe? Yes. Jungle Boots? <laughs> M151A2s? Huey's? Love Tiger Stripe coming. There we go. Yeah. Man. Uh, if you guys are just joining us right now, make sure you hit that like and share button so people all over the world can uh, listen to this nonsense <laughs> and tag a friend if you think that uh, they would uh, enjoy the show as well. You know what? That's actually a really good question, Simon. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. What is your only one camouflage you could ever put on a design on a jersey or wear when you're playing? That's uh, tough. I grew up wearing a tiger stripe, so I have a real soft spot for tiger stripe. Um, but then I'm a big fan of multicam camo as well. I think they're there both very a, good camo. There is There's a, a solution hybrid to of that, that, my friend. There's know, a baby out of those two. Yeah. And then I also really like Rhodesian camo. And the, uh, yes. the new Predcam stuff is pretty sick. Nice. And works really well too. So I don't have just one answer for that. Simon, oh my you gosh, should Google, Google True Spec All-Terrain Tiger Stripe. And it's a hybrid between Tiger Stripe camo and the colorways of multicam. Try that. And I'm a little disappointed you brought up the Predcam because... Todd had a sample of that that I'm trying to talk him down so I could purchase <laughs> it from him. But you already, you know what? You've already queered it's the deal. I did. It is, it is good stuff. And this, it's very effective, too. So if you're watching at home, green. this is what the Predcam looks like. I apologize. I just have the headband handy right now. But if you guys do a search for uh, Predator's Paintball and have a look, it's pretty badass. I, I would almost argue that that's just as good as some of the military stuff. Yep. Absolutely. And if you're playing somewhere where it's a little bit greener, the camouflage just works fantastically. 416. Yeah, yeah. Um, Might not be what you want to be wearing over on the West Coast, but over on the East Coast, it's phenomenal. Uh, Rick Chart says, when I was in Memphis, Elvis was asking if Simon was coming to Extravaganza. He's <laughs> <laughs> still alive, huh? Yeah. He is peanut butter. Yeah, um, Rick fried. is still alive, yes. Rick is still alive. <laughs> he, he's typing in the, uh, the chat right now. <laughs> For how long, we don't know, but uh, right now, Rick is still with us. Oh, boy. All right. So what do you think? It's paintball extravaganza. Extravaganza. I think uh, this year, it's now in Memphis. We um, are excited. We're excited. We're disappointed because we're missing some of our favorite haunts. We love Washington. But on the same token, I think with a new venue, we're going to meet different people in the industry that That's are going right. to make it, be able to make it. Uh, some people find that side of the world in Washington might be a little far away. This might be a little more conducive for them. If you're in Washington, to get to Memphis is really not that bad either. So I think, I don't know. 
I also like the idea how they're expanding the repertoire or, or for for feels. So you're looking at paintball, you're looking at airsoft, you're looking at laser tag. Laser tag, yeah. There's uh, lots so of more offerings for feels to stay viable. Um, so it's going to attract new markets, um, new new people who are maybe taking an interest in the sport. Uh, so it, I think it's only going to be great for uh, for a number of fields and manufacturers to to be at the event, uh, to make those connections and, and to learn from those uh, and maybe alternative industries. Yeah. No, it's a win-win. And I mean, you know, people get upset. Well, why is Airsoft there? Why is Laser Tag there? But for every Airsoft player that comes through the field, it helps raise <laughs> revenue for those fields that you're playing at and will give you guys a better experience, right? So, And really, Airsoft is the same action-type sport as paintball. When you think about the first Action Pursuit games, was that's what it was called, Action Pursuit games, and they talked about paintball which it wasn't called paintball then it was laser and airsoft which really hadn't quite made its way to the north american market it was still very much an asian thing so just that was in 1987 so let's talk about that for a second simon can you explain this photograph matt can Uh you post it up oh yeah um john amadea has been going through putting together a lot of history of paintball and sitting down and uh, interviewing people, as well as um, going through a lot of old documents, yeah. uh, magazines, all sorts of stuff to put together the complete history of paintball, which we've um, been talking about for a long time that we needed to capture the history of paintball. And for John to step up and do what he's doing is uh, pretty awesome and pretty exciting. Yeah. We've been talking and about he- it on our show for weeks. This is, yeah. uh, we're super excited. Every teaser he releases is good. And I and I, I like it's- that the, uh, the video he released of you and he basically said right off the bat that what you're saying is not even in the video uh, or his documentary. <laughs> and it's like, I thought that was interesting because I found what you had sa- said, uh, you know, we've heard the story before. We do find it interesting. But the fact that that's not making the documentary. Um, it, it's kind of, um, he, he wanted to sit down and interview me for 10 minutes. And then I think it was about an hour and a half later. He was like, okay, how do we get together and do some more? Um, and I've been around Hamel since 1991. And I've been involved a lot of the history in the back end that people don't know or realize. Um, and often the people that are actually doing the designing and the manufacturing aren't at the forefront. So there's a lot of stuff there. And it was it was cool because just talking to John, there were stories come up that I'd forgotten about. And there was things I learned about him. And then at Living Legends, I actually, Living Legends is a fantastic event. And I sat down with some friends there, like, like Lane Wright, who I've known for 20 plus years. And I learned more about Lane as well. And I wish I'd had a, a video camera running. We, we were hiding from the storm, drinking some beers under a tent with no sides, getting soaked by the wind blowing in at 90 degrees, telling painful stories. And someone I've known for 20 years and spent a lot of time with, I was still learning something about and his history in painful. So the fact that John's actually taken this time and this effort to try and capture at least some of that, he says he's going to get the whole painful history. I'm not sure that's even possible. I, I, I'm afraid that this documentary is not going to be as inclusive as I feel I want it to be. I think the more we hear things, I think so it almost much. needs to be like a, a series, if you will. He has, he has been talking about that maybe he's going to take some more of that information and make it available after he does the, the movie. Yeah. Um, but there is so much. And you get any of the old guys together, all the guys that have been around a while. I, I don't consider myself old yet, but I've been around a while. Um, and the stories and the history and the things that come out are just absolutely amazing. And we'll, we, we love hanging out at the paintball events. And one reason why we have the RV and we, we camp at the events we go to is because it's just so much fun to hang out with people and tell paintball stories. Yeah. And there is so much history. And there are so many people that have contributed in so many ways 
but it's exciting that it's actually trying to be captured or just the start trying to capture because it. Yeah. it is a monumental project. Hey, Mike Holstrom in the live chat says, uh, no one talks to Simon for just 10 minutes. No, because Simon just yap, 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 yap. Uh, Bobby... This is my favorite subject. <laughs> Bobby Douse says, uh, in the late 70s, he used slingshots and strawberries on the hay fields of Ontario. I'm calling BS nice. on that. I've watched the history of paintball. That was early 70s. But thanks for coming out. <laughs> I think since rocks have existed, men have been throwing them at each other. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm amazed it took that long for the people with the, the um, tree and cattle marking guns to shoot each other. I'm sure someone shot each other way before the actual official game happened. Yeah, it was it was a I, I would be willing to bet someone got shot be with that before a tree did. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me either. But yeah. to go back to your uh, your point about uh, events and you know just shooting the, the poop about uh, paintball, paintball's still a young sport, so we have all the legends, all the pioneers of the sport, many of them who are still alive, right, and still contributing yeah. to the sport. So it's a, uh, you know, paintball's still its infancy, so it's great to have this uh, sort of living history now being documented, right? So there's, I mean, we still have a number of years to go, but it's uh, we're at a great time uh, for. I the, agree completely. That was actually a part of the topic that came up when I was talking to John. One of the things that's been so special to me about paintball is I wasn't in it right from the beginning, but I was on in from fairly early. And I've been involved in so much of the, the technology and the history and the development side of the sport. There's no other industry, there's nothing else I could have done or gone into that would have allowed me to be a part of something in so many ways. And that's one reason why paintball is so special to me. So Simon, just to cut in here, you keep mentioning all these great innovations that you've done, but you haven't mentioned any of them. Can you give us three examples for the <laughs> uninitiated? I invented four speed hoppers. I did the safety valve system that is on every single CO2 and air system right now, so it's almost impossible to play paintball without using something that I've done. Um, and then a third one, I don't know. I've done a few things. Um, you can, you can just go ahead and say Inception's design. That's perfectly fine. Well, I, I love what I'm doing with Inception designs, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm I'm not sure I have the resourceful capability to achieve some of the things that I've achieved when I was working for other companies. I think something like the Axe was absolutely a, a phenomenal product that achieved a lot. I mean, it's not often you get to create a product that then becomes used as currency. <laughs> to, to, to things. So I mean, that kind of gives you a level of um, its success just there. And I think I did a lot for making tournament paintball more accessible to people without them feeling they had to spend obscene amounts of money in order to compete. So well, you're, the one, like you're was... the one to blame. Do you know that I still have my original axe that I have and it still functions fantastically? I have Dungeon Axe number one still in a box, still in its shrink wrap. Because when I made it and we did everything, I knew that it was going to be an important product. So I have the first production one never opened. Still nice. sat on my shelf. Are you sure they didn't put like an omen in instead? Uh, I haven't opened it, so I can't be certain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a cruel <laughs> joke? Someday you're all proud and you finally decide that you'd crack that shrink wrap. And it's, actually just a, it. it's actually just a giant bonus yeah. check that he got for all his hard work yeah. and he hasn't opened it yet. So while we're trying to help Simon out and kind of let you guys know at home what he's all about, not only did he help invent the force feed loader, not only did he invent other things, but the Evil Omen was his first sort of to-market product. It was his baby. No. It was his baby. <laughs> the X-Mag was my first to-market series product. Wow. The X-Mag for egg gun designs. The one gun I've always wanted. 
Yeah. That was the first that was the first thing that I did that really went to market. So Inception's designs, if someone could you know, if someone would say, Hey, what's Inception's design? Josh, how would you how would you sum up his company? I gen if somebody asked me what they are, I genuinely laugh at them for about five minutes and say, Are you stupid? Which is, why you're not on, which is why you're not on the sales team. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Know. We get more people upset. You make three that. kids cry while you work behind the counter, and all of a sudden you're not friendly. At the paintball field, you know, when a little boy cries, you know, we used to thought think that it was the paint that hurt him. It was no, it's now it's, oh, he spoke to Josh. Yeah. He was crushed by Josh. <laughs> it was either he spoke to Josh or got his hopper kicked off by Gavin. Whether you're educated or, or shame purchases, a purchase is a purchase, right? <laughs> exactly. That's true. Putting the numbers on the books. <laughs> Don't ask how we do it. <laughs> That's funny. So um, sorry to interrupt, Josh. Should we answer how would, that? Yes, how some would you, might how would you describe Inception design? Uh, Simon takes one of the greatest markers ever designed in paintball, the auto cocker, and he makes parts that are gooder for it. <laughs> and he's and also... He's also created some stuff from scratch that are just completely smarter than the regular auto autocockers, which are smart to begin lately. with. I haven't checked lately, but I think it's 26 or 28 patents and patent applications in paper. That's a lot. It blew my mind when I actually went through the counter. Wow. I had to get a bank loan and some funding for starting Inception Design, so I had to prove I knew what I was talking about. So I had to list out all the things that I'd done, and it was, it was pretty crazy. I'm nice. just thinking, what a top sell uh, to secure capital uh, when you're talking to a banker, right? About, I got all these crazy ideas. I've got all these things that can make paintball better. And they're like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were talking about, go if you were talking about golf or something. No, no, but it's just like nobody cares who you are outside of the paintball world, right? <laughs> it's just like, how can I get a return on my investment? But, Believe it or not, one of the people that ended up lending us some funding actually went through and did a whole bunch of research on me to justify the money they were lending us. Right. And came back a little bit. Um, he, he was he was quite um, impressed with the things that he saw and the things that he came back and said. It blew my mind. It was a little bit humbling. Nice. I don't mean nice. to put my own horn, but it was, it was pretty cool. Good so some people you. do actually care about what's going on in the industry and the success and what's happening. Good for you. Well, I, I, I want to just change gears for a quick second. How would you guys like to win uh, tonight a free entry and a case of paint to the world at war eight what at uh, what? paintball extra uh, paintball explosion rather that's happening on june 30th uh just got a message here that uh we have received a free game and a free entry we can't awesome. unfortunately make it because we have another event to go to so we want to give it to you guys at home uh li keep listening to the show and we're going to draw from our facebook uh viewers tonight live and we're going to do a just a trivia cool. question something that we've covered with simon tonight so pay attention it won't be too hard take some notes um ding, ding. maybe it'll ding be like bell. what size <laughs> socks does simon wear or something simple so stay tuned and we'll do that so guys world at war eight the minefields at paintball explosion it's a great um so Inception's designs, you guys are making a lot of stuff for mechanical markers. What do you think? Everyone keeps talking about MagFed, and MagFed is one of the fastest-growing genres in paintball, agreeably, I, I, and, and I'm really enjoying that. But what I'm seeing as well is the mech side of paintball is also having a big resurgence. There was a resurgence of pump not too Absolutely. long ago, but now mechanical markers is growing so fast, and I don't know if it's because we're seeing... 
um, a circle of, of people coming back to the sport and wanting to get I back into mechanical? Are, I think there's a lot of reasons why it's happening. Um, there's definitely a, a generation of players that, that left and that are coming back. And so they're excited to do the things and to play the way that they couldn't play back when they were younger. And they're coming back in with family and, and their sons and their daughters. And they want to do something together. And the mech paintball scene and the mech tournaments are a lot more um, easier to entry to enter into without getting shot up, getting shot off a break than, than trying to step onto a speedball field and compete. There's a, a lot of people that are, are looking for a competitive game, but they're not the small player that can hide behind a speedball bunker. They're a little bit more portly. They've put on weight, they've put on years, they've got a few aches and pains. And going back and playing the, the mech format, which inherently requires a bit more field craft and not necessarily, necessarily the same level of athleticism, gives them an opportunity to play and compete again that they simply wouldn't have in any other format. Um, there's a cost aspect. A lot of people are able to play more often because they're not necessarily spending quite so much with every outing that they're doing. And genuinely, it's, it's, it's fun. And the most important thing that we can do as paintball is to make sure people are having a good time and a good experience. And that is more important than the sale of extra cases of paint. Because if people have a good time and a good experience, they come back again and again, they bring their friends, they bring their family, and, and it'll grow. And I, I think people are starting to realize, and the fields are starting to realize, and the tournament promoters are starting to realize that the experience is the most important thing we sell, not the case of training. Yeah, I Amen. agree. Yes. The, the one thing I really like is the mechanical movement is coming and, and, and people are getting back into the sport. One thing I don't know if I agree on, but I see how successful it is, is all these tournaments that are doing like the icpl and the <laughs> iron city classic i really like the fact that they're doing the tournaments but it's kind of tournament paintball that's kind of kicked some people out of the sport people get tired of it and and get disillusioned and then they they disappear i'm just hoping that that revival of there mechanical is. tournaments doesn't do that um, i think i think um th there's a lot to be said on both sides of that and i i agree with some of what you're saying um, and the people do get burnt out from doing tournaments and from competing. Um, I've done it myself back when I was playing pro and I was playing three times a week and then, sorry, three times a month and then uh, practicing three times a month and then playing the tournament on the fourth weekend. And I got burnt out. Um, but I think that the, the mechanical side is more easier going than some of the other tournaments. People aren't having to practice three weekends a month in order to play the tournament. And there are people that are really only playing one, two or three competitive events a year and having a great time with it and not feeling like they have to commit their whole life to the competitive side of things. Um, the ICPL is uh, starting up. They had a great first event out in Chicago and it definitely shows that there are people wanting to compete in 10-man. It was pretty fascinating to see that they had difficulty filling the five-man roster event, but the 10-man was, was the one that everyone was signing up for because we were worried that people couldn't put 10-man teams together and they want to just start out with a five. And it's been pretty much the opposite. The ICC event that Tim Montrest is putting on is just, it's phenomenal. And it is such a good time. And it's lots of stories. It's lots of hanging out. It's lots of good paintball, a few old school arguments. But there was a couple of things that happened at the ICC in the first ICC that really just told me we were going in the right direction and that Tim had something special. Um, one of them, there was a 70-year-old man playing on the same team as I think his 15 or 16-year-old grandson. I mean, you would never have seen that anywhere else in competitive paintball. Mm. You might see it at a big game, but you simply wouldn't see it at a tournament. And they were doing well and they were having fun. And then there was a group of 12-year-olds renting guns playing at the same time the event was going on. 
and they were renting GOG enemy guns and they were watching the professional team, the All-Americans, which had um, guys from Heat and Impact and all these top teams playing. And one of them turned to his friend and said, they're using the same guns as us. We could go and play against them. And that blew my mind that a 12-year-old renting for his birthday party for the first time was not intimidated by what is genuinely the best players in the world playing a tournament right next to them. And that's brilliant. Where you see people step up and rent and walk along the side of a speedball net and see a speedball tournament going on and be like, I am not stepping on that field with those machine guns and that craziness. Right. Yep. It, yep. it was huge. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is really the way to get more people playing competitive paintball. And it was just... It was such a phenomenal event, and Tim's done amazing things with that event. I've got huge respect for what he's done with that event. Hmm. I'm glad it's a thing, but it also makes me wonder, through all paintball technology coming in and, and growing like as quickly as it did, I can't help but wonder if we hadn't kept mechanical tournaments in play this entire time, if, if it wouldn't have been larger now. Like, I get ah, that everybody yeah. wants to use the, the, the latest and greatest, but like, it was a huge arms race. Yeah. And, and I was a big part of that at the time. And we all thought it was the right direction. Looking back on it, a lot of what we did was probably a mistake for the industry. I remember when it first came in, there was there was a lot of people that we played with who just stopped showing up. Yeah. And if we had like a quote unquote woods ball day, then they would come out. Really? So it was, yeah. Well, yeah. It wasn't a large, large portion, but there yeah. was some. So there were many got... reasons why that happened and why we moved to the speedball. And there was this allure of, of TV money and outside sponsorship and all these things that really weren't real, but we were trying for. And we were trying yeah. really, really hard to get yeah. um, because it was the ultimate dream and the ultimate goal at that point in time. Um, and X-Ball and, and the speedball wasn't created because the players were saying that's what they wanted. They were created because the manufacturers said, this is what we want. And this is what we believe outside sponsorship and outside money will come to if we create. Yeah. So it wasn't driven by the customer. And if you think about it now, we got to the point where we realized that outside money isn't coming and it's obscenely expensive to play. And what was the customer doing and having the most time playing? And that was the, the Wizball event and the 10 man event. And so now finally Tim had the the sense to step up and go, yeah, I, I believe in what I'm doing. And they took a risk of doing that first event. I and mean, there were some other things that happened. And, and Jerry Bourne did um, some Woods Ball events because he foresaw it as well. And the Fight Club put on an event in Chicago. So there were, there were some other things going on, but um, yeah. it took a little while to recognize that our customers were pushed into doing something that they didn't necessarily ask for. And maybe if we bring back what they were playing and enjoying, that it'll be a success. And yeah. it has been. I think everybody should be forced just to play birthday parties. <laughs> I, I, I think I love the advancements of all the guns. I like the electronic aspect of it. I like the, the how, you know, all the advancements of, of, of the guns. The one thing I I'd always have disagreed with, and only now in retrospect, not at the time, but I, I think that the ramping aspect of guns oh, yeah. is, is, is what did it, right? Because I mean. And yeah. the first time I saw a ramping gun, I was at the Millennium, I think it was uh, 1997. And it was one of the first Toulouse events where they had the first speedball bunkers, the first two pair bunkers. Um, and the All-Americans had them. And everybody on the sidelines was just up in arms about it. Yeah. And as soon as it happened, everyone was like, this has, this has got big ramifications and it's not going to be good. 
But the trouble is they'd opened Pandora's box and it was impossible to close. Yeah. That was about the same time that Gavin, Joe, Josh, Matt and I, when we had the behind the bunkerinos, we all came out with the rocking triggers on our spiders and just blew everybody away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't walk the trigger, but I can rock it. I can, yeah. I mean, because there was so much dirty cheetah boards in the electronic guns, ramping like two semi-automatic, yeah. well, two semi-automatic. Yeah. It depends on which definition of that is, but there really isn't a paintball gun that is genuinely semi-automatic if it's being used in electronic mode. I remember Which's guys the- going around the field, not selling drugs, but going. Psst, I've got a Waz board. Cheater board. <laughs> Cheater board. Yeah. yeah, if you hit this thing three times when you crony it or do whatever whatever pattern of trigger it does, it'll crony nice for the guy. And then if you don't touch the trigger there for are, X amount of seconds, it'll go. companies it, that were started yeah. in this industry purely to create cheating electronic boards. Yeah. <laughs> Several companies, literally, that's how they to, started. To they were started for simply for. I don't know that Tadal was started to make electronic boards. He actually started to implement eyes in guns. I've known. Um, I, I'm only I'm only product. talking about guys that I know that that I bought Tadeo boards or Tadal boards mm-hmm. for my DMs back in the day. They weren't he, he cheater ones. They were just. He didn't start to do cheater boards. Yeah. There are two companies that come to mind that specifically started to create cheater boards, and then there were manufacturers that got wholesale behind it, and it was just. It was lawless, and there were there were years from through the expo events where we were trying to create the fastest guns possible, and we had guns doing 27, 28 balls per second that were just insane. <laughs> well, I remember refing. a good thing. I remember refing tournaments at 15 balls a second and just being chewed up all yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now we're looking at 15 as being fast. You you imagine nearly twice that at one no, point. No, I I, I still wish that. Um, uh, uh, what was it? International Open, Joe, Joe, we, whatever year it was, they they had Waz up there talking about making a board uh, or a chip for everybody's gun. Yeah. That way, it would scan going on and off the field to ensure that it was an officially league issued chip, and yeah. it would it would uh, lock the gun in a tournament mode. What was that guy's Which name? It was Waz. No, but who? No, the guy. Was, the guy was no. There, there was a guy talking about, it and he was working for what? He was a real talker. He was talking Jim at the. Drew. His Who? name's Jim Drew. No, Jim it was, Drew. he's the guy that owned Wax. Maybe it was, but it was a different guy. He was involved in a bunker, a bunker company as well. Um, oh, I know who you're you, talking you know about. Who, he's the guy that was telling us about it. I forget his name is escaped about Craig? me. Craig? Craig? Was it Craig? No. Um, shit. I know who you're talking about because he was he was at the bar. Yes. And just wouldn't stop about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. not a reality. If there's electronics in the gun, someone's cheating. Yeah. That was one great event that I will always look back, and especially from a historical standpoint. Joe and I are down there drinking Coronas in the bar, and behind us is Bud Orr talking to Tom Kay, and then there's Bob Long talking to Chris Lasoya, all within earshot of each other, and then some other big in is Chuck Hentz is talking to, uh, I don't know, I can't remember, but it was like... Bar always used to be like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so that, was my, that was like my experience... Uh, that was like my experience at Skyball. Like, uh, I, I was a kid just getting into the sport, and all of a sudden, it was the first time sort of it was an international tournament in in, in Canada, like within driving distance for us. Uh, and then just sitting in the stands, and like there's Bob Long and Eric Felix and yeah. uh, and two Eric Felix. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, there's like all these people that I used to read about in magazines. You know, Eric Felix there. did for a living. Uh, he was a hairdresser. Yeah. 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 Sorry, who was that? I wasn't. Eric Felix. He was an impressive individual. 
Yeah, like all, all these guys, like th- these were legends to me. So, and then they were Ooh. they were like within touching distance. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, and that was uh, that's that, why we Sky, couldn't stay Sky in the bar. An epic event in every way apart from the organization of the actual people being played. I've been working with a guy uh, for almost five years now, and one time last week I wore a paintball shirt, and he walks up, he goes, "Do you play paintball?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "The last tournament I played in was skyball." <laughs> nice. I was like, "What?" So cool. For five years, I had no idea at all. I was I was, I was uh, on holiday in North Carolina at the aquarium with the Jeep with an Inception logo, and I'm wearing an Inception hat inside. And the guy comes up to me and goes, uh, "Do you play paintball?" I'm like, "Yes." He goes, "Are you Simon from Inception?" I was like, "Yes." He goes, "I've got one of your guns. Thank you very much." And it just blew my mind. I'm on a holiday in the middle of nowhere. And someone recognized us. Nice. Cool as can be. Nice. I, I told uh, told Joe this story. It was in Orlando Airport in the in the washroom using the urinal, and some guy approached me. I'm like, "Are you shit me right now?" <laughs> Just like, well, you better not be shitting him in the yeah, urinal. No, no. <laughs> like, some random dude. I would approach like, him. I it's like, you know what? Thing. Maybe we can talk after I've let go of my penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gavin, you usually face the urinal, and you're not sitting <laughs> on it. <laughs> so I thought that was very strange. I'm like. I, I, I get it frequently. You're the guy that does the. You're on behind a bunker. You're the guy that does a flagger to Instagram. I, I was in. Took my son to McDonald's. Hey, I took my son to McDonald's last night, and he got, the guy was on a break. He goes, Hey, you're the guy from Instagram. Isn't said, it amazing yeah, and awesome? It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. We like, get jo- into rib fest. Well, hey. I, 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 I was trying to explain it to Joe and, and, and Gavin, but even just Matt, Josh, and I going down to Super Game. We don't ever get down there very often, and people on the clear the other side of the country come up to us and thank us for for doing the show, and you know, and it's like I I wish Gavin and Joe can hear this because it's like Super Game West is a phenomenal game, isn't it? Though, yeah, yeah. Talk about great things. I know, I know. Brian's really building up the East Coast one, and 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 that's becoming a thing. And uh, And there's going to be a middle one um, at Sherwood next year as well, which I am seriously excited. Sherwood Forest is a phenomenal field. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. Yeah, you so, know, so, as you know, as a, sorry, Gavin. You know, as a kid, my dad used to tell me he was in Robin Hood and his merry men, and he he lived in Sherwood <laughs> Forest. It's kind of funny. I've been to Sherwood Forest. I've been to the tree that they allegedly hid in to hide from the sheriff. Oh, that's nice. awesome. So I was, I was just thinking back to you, like Skyball and these events we were talking about. Uh, and as a kid, what really got me excited was sort of the heroes of the sport, uh, mm-hmm. so the people that you read about in magazines and such, right? So. Uh, for me, I think that's really lacking right now. Sort of, sort of these champions, people you get really excited about. I mean, there uh, there are some great pros out there right now who people follow. Sort of the kill play uh, their their point value, but uh, I don't think it has the same luster, the same appeal that it did uh, sort of when I was a kid in terms of people that you followed, right? So is that because of you having grown up and matured, and is it the same for all the new generations of paintballers coming in? Because I feel like we've we've been around for a little while, so our view on things change. But I see young kids coming in and still get excited to see some of the pro players. Yeah, I've got a couple stuff. guys, young okay, guys that's, working that's for me, and they're they're in that category. And when I talked to them about who their favorite paintballers were, um, I heard uh, one of the Russian guys' name. I apologize, and uh, one of the other so, pro players that uh, not as common. Like I, I wouldn't have thought he was as common as it as he was, right. but it's like it kind of blew my mind. It's like. Yeah, and then you start out, you know, you start having conversation about them, and you, you know, you talk about Bob Long, and their 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 eyes glaze over. You know, you <laughs> talk about some of the other epic people that are in the industry, and that's not that long ago, and and they don't they don't get it right. So, yeah, but there are some some of the younger crowd that do know and recognize it. Again, Living Legends, phenomenal event, and there were some younger players there and some new guys into it. 
who were learning about paintball and some of these things that were happening that were just excited to see some of the industry people and some of the legends there. And it was cool to see, really yeah. cool to see. Um, we were just waxing poetic on uh, Super Game, but Folder Gap is also another Hell yeah. fantastic, fantastic event. Um, I want to get I want to get these guys down there. It 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 it's it, 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 a Go neat field. There is going to be a lot of good players going this year. I'm actually looking to have someone else run my booth for me so I can play more of the event because it is such a fantastic yeah. event in the field. And there's a lot of friends going to play this year. It's going to rock. Now I will tell you that I, I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to flatter you here for a second. We were down at Super Game, and uh, one of the fellows from the Mad Ballers came over and offered us some of his guns, and uh, he offered us one of the... It was a Predator yep. and uh, an air tank and everything, all the fixings, because what we brought down was great, but when you're offered a, a, you know, a, a Predator with a full-on barrel kit and everything, you can't turn it down, and... Uh, we had some good fun with that gun, Simon. You did a really good job. That has to be my favorite Inception design product is the is the Predator. But he didn't tell us what he was Predator's bringing. Pretty fun. No, no, he didn't tell us. He just so. brings us his case, and Todd looks at him and goes, well, it's got the Inception's logo on it. Let's see. And he opens <laughs> it up, and he, we look in, and we look up, and the guy's already walking away. I was like, this idiot just handed us a Predator. Doesn't he want, like, a coat check ticket or something? <laughs> or I, a... I, I love my customers. I have such amazing <laughs> customers. And they, a lot of them are really phenomenal about helping other people and sharing and just making sure that everyone's having a good time and a good experience. And they are just they are just great people. Yeah. I'm letting you Fantastic. know right now, Simon, if you lend me a gun, you're never going to get it back. <laughs> you need to put a security tag on it, GPS tracking. I, I promise you I'm going to steal yeah. that from you. I borrowed him a feeling. I lend out are pretty obviously mine. Like, I actually had a, um, I had the first ever Mini, and we had it at World Cup as one of the demo guns. And I had put about 250,000 Reebles to it and about 100,000 Paintballs to it. And it was one of the demo guns being used at World Cup and it got stolen from the booth. And I knew that gun, and it was the only one that had a couple of things certain way on that uh, mini prototype. And it actually got sent back in for tech work about a year later. <laughs> and I have been looking out for it, and they're like, oh, we have your gun, Simon. And they refused to tell me who sent it in, because I would have been livid, but they actually found my gun a year and a bit after it was, uh, wow. was stolen. Wow. It'd be pretty hard to walk away with one of my guns and get away with it. So, you're giving me the tip, never send again for tech work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have to play with it anywhere either. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to give you guys a free case of paint and an entry to World Wait, at War what? 8 at Paintball Explosion. Let's say the first person in the live chat to answer a trivia question tonight. Gavin, Joe, what do you think we should do for a trivia question? What is, what is Simon's... Okay, okay that I was say what was Simon Stevens first um, to market product. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Was that too hard and obscure? No, we talked about, it. talked about it. We yeah. talked about it. If you guys were paying attention, and if nobody gets it within the first few minutes, we'll move on to something else. But uh, if Mike first Holstrom person said it was Gavin. <laughs> no, that was that was the who stole the marker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. Also, guys, if you want to head on over to um, Ruthless PB and check these out. These are our Behind the Bunker uh, paintball t-shirts. These are our 2019 models. If you guys would like some, uh, head on over to Ruthless PB to put um, put BTB15 in the chat, and uh, I mean in the promo code section, and you can get 15% off everything, including these hoodies. Oh, we got a winner. Or... 
the hoodie that Joe's wearing, you can get it in uh, Desert Brown. Coyote Brown. Coyote Brown, yeah. All right, so one more time. The answer to the question is, Simon? X-Mag. X-Mag. And the first person to answer that was... Little Mikey Holstrom. Mikey Holstrom. Who's actually a good customer of ours as well, so I love it. You know what? We've done a few competitions and um, giveaways at events, um, like Living Legends. We have a a raffle for a pump gun. We do the promote pump there. And then we have the guns we do for Super Game East. And every time we have a winner, it has been... Perfect. <laughs> yes. We have, we have great winners that are, that are our customers, that are, that are good people. I, I love the fact, and, and Mike's been a, a good customer. He's come out and played a few events that we put on up at Top Gun as well. Okay, so winner is Mike Holstrom. Mike Holstrom, post in the chat if you can make it and if you can, or if you cannot. And if you cannot, we'll do another giveaway because we do want to give this prize away. It's a case and entry uh, valued at $1 million or so. $1 million. <laughs> couple things real quick here uh i'll save this one for the after show i'll save this one for the after show and um yeah you know what why don't we uh actually here okay so this is a, a mail time segment and we'll get into, into into gavin's mail time in just a second as well bucky pullman in the chat or or sent us a message said y'all notice that in the minion movie they are using a mag fed pump paintball guns I just realized this the other day while watching it with our sick daughter. Interesting. I'll have to go I'll back and check that. that out. Thank you for letting us know you have a kid. All right. Very good. And then, um, Gavin, you have a couple questions in your mail time sack. That's right. I did hear my intro, so that means I get to work tonight. Uh, this is the time where I get to shine, where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence <laughs> that you have sent in, ladies and gentlemen. And the first piece of mail comes to us from uh, Colin Perrin. He wants to know, or he says, Sorry to have missed tonight's show. So that was last week. I watch it, but it's not the same as live. Thank you guys for being so much, or thank you guys so much for the Black Watch plug. I was told uh, told our logo gives Todd nightmares, <laughs> and that's awesome. We tend to have more profound effect on the field. Thanks again so much. So not so much a question, but thank you for the plug for Blackwatch from last week. Very good. And here's another plug, World War Way- World at War 8. Uh, Mike, you're asking the date. It is uh, June 30th, 2019 at Paintball Explosion. Very good. Next question comes to us from Ponage PB, and he wants to know what are the best suggestions you have for new younger players about getting the funding to play, since their parents probably still pay for the sports. How can they get some extra scratch to shoot some pew pew? I I worked for my money to play when I was sixteen years old by working at the painting field. Yeah. I earned my money and I earned a discount on paint. When I was young, my first my first gigs were newspaper routes because that's the only thing that they would employ me for. Right. Step one, route. go watch all Gary V's videos. Step two, <laughs> get your hustle on. Step three, get to the field. <laughs> but you know what? If you came to the field, Flag Raider specifically, and said to Joe or I, listen, I have no money. What can I do to, to, to play some paintball? Joe or I would quickly say, well, if you cleaned up 
the compound yep. kept this place shining. The next day you come out, we'll give you a, a bag of paint and an entry mark and an yeah, entry. Absolutely. Oh, sure. When a kid does it, that's fine. 100%. But when I do it, I get, go home and get money. <laughs> I have some barrels in the fire base that got tossed down when they pulled out the howitzers, so we need them picked up to the broad, up to the where the helicopter pad's gonna be. So I need that done. I got lots to do. Come yeah. on out, and I'll give you some paint. Yeah, there you go. Hey, chat the, the guy that won one of our guns at Hell Survivors. Again, another great person, another great winner is actually trying to get Mike Holson to come and play as part of his team. Uh, we have the best customers. Nice. We still. Okay, do. you know what? Let's put Mike Holstrom on. I think he's um, rubbing it in because none of us actually own any of his markers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's put Mike Holstrom on the thing here. I have his barrel kits. I do. I have I have numerous parts on my autococker, but That's true. You know what? Before I go to this next question, since Simon's been a good sport the whole time, let's add this patch to our patch wall. This is a Ooh, golden Inceptions patch. Um, I don't know how I got that. I, I think I twisted an arm. At uh, yeah, Super you Game get 50. Uh huh. I had a purple one. From, is that what you stole from Hastings' bag? Oh, we stole it from Greg, yeah. <laughs> I was told when I was given that that it was very special. I thought he was talking yeah, about me. But you it was a. Yeah. That patch but, is given to anybody who answers his phone calls while on the field. I was about to say, what you gave away was far more special than that. <laughs> Seb, Seb got I a, thought it was important. <laughs> Seb got a bronze one for hanging up on Simon the last time he was on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you called back a couple of weeks later and hung up on him. That was great. <laughs> but I love how bitter you are. You held a grudge. Yeah. It was good for you. Awesome. All right. While we're, while we're talking about Mike Holstrom here as well, Matt, flash this up he sent us a message he said hello behind the bunker on last night's show you guys talked about firing a paintball in space i commented that i would talk to a rocket scientist he said a paintball would explode in the vacuum of space before it was even fired um if you were shooting monster balls that would survive the vacuum of space you would be pushed back in relation of the mass to the mass of the paintball uh, he also said that if you held the marker up in a normally firing position and fired, you would start spinning backwards since the force above is above the center of mass. Does that make sense to any, everyone yes, else in the... Yes, it does to me. It does, but I hate how rocket scientists ruin fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No more paintball on the moon. Only whaling. I, I have investors ready to go for a field on the moon. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We're getting close to that time here. Here's what we're going to do, guys. If you're watching us live on Facebook, we're going to be ending the show shortly. If you guys are listening to us in our podcast, remember, we stay live and record for our after show, which gets uploaded uh, is in its entirety to our podcast. So if you guys are watching us uh, in Facebook, shortly we're going we're gonna to end the program. Um, but if you're listening to us in Rewind right now during our podcast, there's still some goodies coming up. And uh, we still have lots of questions for Simon. Simon, can you stick around for a little while longer? Yep. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I'll translate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then um, what other business do we have to get to tonight? Um, we do have a couple things that are very important. Number one, I want to tell you guys, Planet Eclipse. They are the cre in the creators of the most incredible tournament paintball markers, soft good and gear, the winningest paintball markers in history, guys. And with the new MagFed gun that's coming out, hold on to your wallets and wait till these things come out to your local retail store and grab yourself one as soon as it comes out. That, that EMET they do, that low end, 
That yeah, gun is nice. phenomenal. Isn't it though? 20 bucks and it's a fantastic product. Uh, also, speaking of Planet Eclipse, they've got your back anytime, anywhere. Ooh. <laughs> Look at that. Simon's working on stuff. Awesome. <laughs> Wooden Maybe. grips. I, I, I'm a big fan of Planet Eclipse. They make great stuff. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I can't talk enough good things about them. But what about Enola Gay? Enola Gay is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, photography, and of course, paintball. Ask for Enola Gay at your next event. Arabs, proudly made in the US of A. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options available and layouts. Uh, 2019 is here and the fields are shipping. Make sure you hit them up for the world's best bunkers, Arabs.com. And Ruthless Paintball Products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors by designing new playing apparel at an unbelievably low cost. They have set a new level of manufacturing standard for the sport. They are 100% made by players for players aiming to perfect today's paintball playing apparel. And now for a limited time only, you can head over to their website and use our promo code BTB15 for 15% off all their products, including the wonderful shirts. More than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. Available at discerning retailers, fields, shops, and shows. Tournament ready, battle proven, Exalt is a way of life. In the, in, the <laughs> in the beginning, you fall on the tree, you stumble down a rocky cliff, you wade chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. Then you realize you're surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman. Now combine Empire, JT, Tipman, and V-Force, and you get the world's largest distributor of everything paintball, GI Sports. Push, the creators of some of the most well-thought-out products in the industry, from goggles to gear haulers. You need to get their gear in their hands, your hands, and everybody's hands to see the quality <laughs> and the genius in their products. Ask them at your local shop or stores. Push. Nice. DLX, guys. DLX Technologies is the manufacturer of the Lux Paintball Marker, as well as other great offerings, such as the SP Shocker, the Gog Enemy, Freak Barrel Kits, just to name a few. They are one of the longest uh, manufacturers in paintball gear, and they've got the products that you guys can trust. Check out uh, DLX Technologies. We had an opportunity to play with some of the uh, Lux X's this weekend. Oh, my gosh. With their X's? What yeah. an awesome marker. So check them out, ladies and gentlemen. Simon Stevens. What other companies should they be checking out, do you think? Sectiondesigns.com. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I tell you how disappointed I am? Can I tell you how disappointed I am with your T-shirt that you're wearing? It looks what? like it's in great condition. <laughs> 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 looks like it's never been out of the drawer. Not sure. It's grayed out. Can you not tell? No, nah, I don't even think he has it on. It's just draped over top. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have uh, a new, I have a new product that I like to see Inceptions come out with. Uh oh. I want a drool cloth for my keyboard. <laughs> for when I go on the website. Yeah, for drool. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Pornhub sells the same thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are watching at home on Facebook, we're going to say farewell. If you guys are listening to us on our podcast, stay tuned for some more good stuff. Uh, thank you to Simon for being on our Facebook program tonight. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Gavin. Hey, wonderful to be here. Make sure you guys hit like and share, and don't go anywhere if you are in the podcast world because we are about to get live. <laughs> Joe Kimson. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to get registered for the Revenge October 5th and 6th at Flaggeter's Paintball. Pew, pew. And Josh Zuby Zabrikis. Yeah. Thanks for letting me get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Thank you to Matt for pushing all the buttons. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you guys next week. If you're listening to our podcast, don't go anywhere. This is where it all starts. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we